The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend we come to the conclusion of the series of kind of breaking open the Mass in a certain sense. And we end with the reflection upon the rite of dismissal. And it's an important thing for us. And it pairs well with the Gospel that we hear today. The Gospel that we hear is kind of intense a bit, huh? That God, is, uh, as we know from the parable, God is the King. Jesus is the Son for whom the marriage feast is being thrown. And God comes and he destroys a city again. We always think of God as a a nice and a gentle and a merciful God, a loving God, and indeed he is. But if we desire his justice and his judgment, he will give it to us. And that's what Jesus reminds us in the scriptures today, is the seriousness with which we ought to take our faith. The first group of people that are sent out, uh, the, the servants of God, uh, the servants of the king, right? Uh, they're sent out to go and to welcome people to the marriage feast. The marriage feast is ultimately heaven. And so he welcomes them to bid them to come, to rest, and they ignore him. They refuse the invitation, kind of set it aside. They don't really have time for that. Other things are more pressing for them. He sends other servants and he gets the same response, but a, a kind of intensified response in some regards because they come back and they kill some of them. They kill some of the servants just as they killed the prophets. And so this, this second round kind of evokes a, a certain visceral response on the people of Israel as they you know, push back against from the Lord in so many ways. But the Lord doesn't give up. He says, okay, well, I tried to call them, but they didn't want to come. They weren't worthy to come to enter the feast. Clearly, they had better things to do than go to heaven. So, 
Go out into the streets, to the main roads, the main highways, where everybody's passing by from place to place. Invite anybody and everybody that's willing to come. Whoever's willing, let them be here. It calls to mind the words of, I believe it was Flannery O'Connor, who describing the church said, Here comes everybody. Because it's a reminder that whenever you come to the Catholic Church, you get good and bad alike, just as the gospel reminds us. That there's no kind of set portion of which of the world that comes to be able to receive of the Lord's gifts. It's every, every people, every nation, every tongue. There is no division. There's no group that's set aside as not worthy to come, except those who have already chosen to deny. So all come. We all come to the feast. And what a blessed feast it is. We come to this feast, a foreshadowing of the great feast that awaits us, and we feast on the flesh of God. We receive the Holy Eucharist. We receive the life of God in our very selves. But that's not enough. Just as the people who were originally invited were deemed not worthy because they, they simply ignored the message, they were set aside, no longer welcome to enter the feast. They had their invite and they said no. But those who come, the good and the bad alike, there's still a requirement that awaits them. They must come with a wedding garment. You must come with a wedding garment. And this is an important piece for us. Because what else is the wedding garment except a life of righteousness? A life lived and clothed in Jesus Christ. The scriptures remind us that in baptism, the old man dies and the new man comes alive. We take off the old man and we put on Jesus Christ. We clothe ourselves in the virtues of God. We clothe ourselves in love, first and foremost. We clothe ourselves in mercy and in forgiveness, in kindness and gentleness, in meekness and humility of heart. We clothe ourselves in all the virtues that Jesus shows to us through the course of his life. And this is the important thing for us, to ensure that we are clothed in the virtues of Christ. Jesus has called every one of us, and the invitation has been extended and for us who are here, we've responded. But it's for us to be able to put on the garment. The one who's in the gospel, who is standing there without a wedding garment, whenever the, whenever the king comes to him and he says, how did you manage to come without the garment? It must have been a difficult thing in a certain sense. How, how did you do that? <laughs> right? He's kind of intrigued. How did you come here without a wedding garment? And the man was reduced to silence. It was reduced to silence. Every single Mass we come here and we have the willingness, we have the ability rather, to be clothed by Christ. We don't even have to do it ourselves. We just have to let Him do it for us. To simply put out our, our arms and our, to, let the, to let Him drape the garments over our head. It's not a question of whether we encounter Jesus here at Mass. It's whether we accept the invitation to continue to be changed by Him. It's never a question of did the Eucharist actually change? It's not as if we come and 50% of the time it does and 50% of the time it remains bread. It's not a reality that 50% of the time we read the readings in Mass and it's the divinely inspired Word of God and 50% of the time it's just kind of words out of a book. It's not as if 50% of the time we come here 
And we're sometimes the body of Christ. We're sometimes the living, dynamic body of Christ on earth, and sometimes not. Rather, the simple fact is that every time we come here, we encounter Jesus Christ in His Word, in His flesh, in the Eucharist, and in His body, and the brothers and sisters around us. We encounter Jesus here every single time. And He wants to do only one thing. He wants to clothe us. He wants to clothe us in Himself, to put us in His clothes, to make us more like Himself. To be like Jesus, simply put. That's not something that we ourselves can do. Whenever we try to do things ourselves, when I rely upon myself, as we all know from experience, when we rely upon ourselves, we all fall short. We will fail every time if I rely on self. But as St. Paul reminds us today, with Christ we can do all things, because He is our strength. Christ is the one who comes to clothe us, so that we don't have to find ourselves on the day of judgment standing naked before God because we have failed to receive the clothing. We simply have to say yes to Christ. And the saying yes to Christ is made manifest in the dismissal rite. It's interesting to note that as we go through the Mass, there's so much symbolism, there's, there's so much kind of build-up, and we're, we're very wordy in so many of our prayers. I highlighted the fact that, you know, right, we've, in the, in the Confidior, the I confess, my fault, my fault, my most grievous fault, in the glory, we have the hymn of praise. We bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks, etc., etc. The creed itself, in, the, in the, uh, the Nicene Creed, it expands upon things that could be condensed, as we see in the Apostles' Creed. So many of the prayers of the Mass, they say things over and over, and they're, they're rather repetitive, because it's driving home the point of the adoration and glory that is ours in worshiping the Lord. To be able to come and to give God, and we give Him the best of everything. So we go to great lengths. And we do all of these things in rather dramatic fashion. And then we get to the final dismissal. Go in peace. There's nothing more to it. <laughs> Go in peace. There's not a whole, a whole lengthy prayer. There's not all kinds of go in peace, do this, do this, do this, do this, 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 this. It's just simply go. And the church wisely does this for us. Because at the end of Holy Mass, we've, we've, we've waited, we've adored the Lord, we've worshipped God, we've, we've paid Him what is rightly His in adoration. And then we come, and then we receive Him in Holy Communion. And He says, now, I have clothed you in Myself, if you've been willing to be clothed, now go be Christ to others. The Lord doesn't mince any words. <laughs> go. Our task here of meeting the Lord has been accomplished. Now... We are to go be Christ to others. It's very clear. It's very simple. Indeed, it can be difficult. But it is clear. And while it can be a difficult thing, we know that the Lord is our strength. We know that Christ will give us every necessary grace. That the Lord doesn't want us to be standing naked before Him on the day of judgment. Rather, He wants us to see us clothed. Clothed in Himself and to welcome us as Christ. And what a joy it would be. What a joy it would be. So as we come to this Holy Mass today, we give thanks to God for the graces that He gives to us. We give thanks for this opportunity to come and to encounter Him once more. And we stretch out our arms that He might be able to clothe us in Himself, to clothe us in His virtues, to clothe us in His holiness.
that on the day whenever we enter into the kingdom, we may not be reduced to silence, but our mouth might be filled with great praise to rejoice in the good things that the Lord has done.